Hello and welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we don't even look at the upstairs of Rocky 2, one pretty good deal at a time. I'm Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason. And we have a special guest for the next couple of minutes. We have Dave Smith. Dave, how are you? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I thought we had Dave, but we in fact have Rocky himself here. Hey, hey, Dan. <laughs> we, <laughs> Dave uh, joins us all the way from Airplane Minute. So uh, that's he, far, yeah, <laughs> that's far. So Dave fin- uh, and his partner finished up uh, season one of Airplane Minute, where he covered the movie Airplane. Yes, that airplane, everybody, the funny one from 1980? 1980. 1980. Yeah, they did it just like we do, one minute at a time. It was a great show. So you guys should go all check it out. Yes, uh, but today we're knocking out minute twenty six, which uh, begins with some good old fashioned sexism, and it ends with Rocky just wanting to tell Adrian something. Okay, where's the yeah. sexism? So, at the, <laughs> sorry, I was finding my spot in the notes. Um, at the end of the last minute, he, uh, you know, showing Rocky and Adrian the house, he addresses Adrian, and um, he tells her that he wants to show her the kitchen because he thinks she'll really like it. Oh, you know, I didn't even pick up on the sexism. Oh, the 70s. Oh, I didn't even, I just thought it was a nice kitchen and that everyone would like it. Yeah, but he tells the wife that specifically. I think you'll really like it because that's where you're going to spend most of your time where you belong. I think still to this day, I mean, if you're a realtor, you're taking people around, you're going to say to the woman, like, oh, I think you're really going to like the kitchen. I don't think that's sexism. I think that's women do most of the cooking. I'm not saying they should. I'm saying they do. (laughs) I just like everybody out there to know that the views of Jason Haynes are of his and his alone. I'm not saying they should. I'm saying they do. (laughs) So, like, my wife is upstairs cooking right now. Well, she better be, or, or else. No, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying they do. The, <laughs> Jay's views do not reflect um, the views of. No, mine. I'm saying that, that generally, you know, women, are, you know, they're, when they look for houses, they're looking for the kitchen. They want a nice kitchen. They you know? do take a special interest yeah. in kitchens. You know, I won't disagree with you. But. All right, so you make me seem like I'm an animal when it's all along. <laughs> well, maybe that last comment crossed the line. Well, that was a joke one, obviously. It's an animal. I'll have you know that I do much more cooking than my girlfriend does. Really? Yeah. Are you a uh, chef by trade? No, not at all. I just uh, I, I've lived uh, by myself long enough that I learned to cook uh, enough that I like it, and she is busy with a nine, ten-year-old kid and doesn't have time to cook a lot. So, I guess you know, a few years of eating mac and cheese and <laughs> hot pockets. You say, you know what? Maybe I should learn how to cook. I, I do cook. I know how to cook, but I'm, I usually cook things that, that I, like, only I like and that, you know, that, that no one else wants to eat. <laughs> so I do I do a, a share of cooking in my house. Like, when my wife, um, she went to Poland a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we both went, but she went first, and then I joined her on the trip later on. And um, so I was home by myself. Mm-hmm. And the first night I was home by myself, I ate cheese and... and um, Banana peppers and mustard on hamburger rolls for dinner. Two of them. What? <laughs> so that's a bachelor dinner. Exactly. Cheese and banana peppers. Cheese and banana peppers with spicy mustard on hamburger rolls. It's delicious. You gotta try it. What kind of cheese? American. Oh, I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, that's all we had. <laughs> I mean, if it was like a brie or something, I can, I can, uh, I can get past it. But <laughs> I would do a Swiss, maybe, or a nice yeah. provolone. But I only had was American, so it was American, white American. <laughs> Not being racist to any sexist, it was just it was just white American cheese. <laughs> For the love of God, we jumped the rails early this week. 
Uh, so Rocky is continuing his dumb guy act. I can't stand it. So he's like, he's all he's doing is repeating the things that the agent just did. Like he hits the post that the agent hit and said mm-hmm. that it's reinforced steel. He stomps on the floor that the agent stomped on, and he re- even repeats. He goes solid after the agent before said solid, solid oak. Mm-hmm. He is is Rocky doing that thing where like you pretend to know what the expert is talking about? I do that all the time, whether it's you know home improvements or car improvements or whatever. I don't know. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. No, I don't, yeah. I don't think he just knows know. what he's talking about, so he's just repeating what the guy says. Okay, fair enough. I'm I'm so sick and tired of this Rocky already. This this these past last minute into this one, this this dumb babbling, just walk through the house like a child is really annoying to me. I don't know if anybody else sees it that way. Yeah, I mean, in the first movie, he was dumb, but he was humble, and now that he's right. got you know the fame, it's it's going to his head. It's some but cash. we're. We get into some minutes later, like the next couple minutes, where he goes back to being dumb and humble again. So, like, I don't know if this was, if this was, I don't know if the act, if Stallone did this in some sort of like trying something new or trying something different, or if he just <clears throat> let the character get away from him for a couple minutes, or if he just forgot what the character was about, or if he was doing it on purpose. I don't know, but I, I don't like it. Well, Dave, leading up to this, we had him at the car store, the car store, car. <laughs> dealership god damn um we had him at the jewelry store we had him uh at the coat place um you know driving down the street like a damn maniac running red lights um but he 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 crossed the line from punchy to uh annoying Mm -hmm. you know the way i mean but i don't know if it was a character thing because he was just so over excited about uh the, the 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 pocket full of cash that he has now that he never had before so it was just like his excitement bubbling up. That's that's what I always took it to be. I mean, he's been he's been struggling his whole life, and he it, you know before the events of the first movie, it looked like he was just going to never amount to anything, right? And then he finally gets his big chance, and now he's got money, he's he's got some fame, and he can finally afford all the things that he wants for for him and Adrian. And yeah, I think that's I think that's exactly what Stallone wanted to do with the character, and it may, may be annoying in the moment because I like if you were there with Rocky for real, you'd be annoyed at him, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's totally what it is. All right, so so Stallone did what he set out to do by annoying the <laughs> <laughs> annoying the fan that's that's watching Rocky. Yeah, I, think I saw that in the script. Let's annoy <laughs> everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did a great job. <laughs> Good job, Stallone. Oh, uh, so next when he he's walking into the kitchen, following the agent and Adrian, and he points into the corner when he says that's a good spot for a radio. And it's like he he looks past the camera, but he like points almost directly at the camera. They don't even show the spot in the house, like where he says would be a good spot for radio. It's just him, like just doing what Rocky does. Just he sees something and he, s- he says it. He's like the ultimate Johnny says what he sees. So if Adrian wasn't in this relationship and Rocky bought this house by himself, the living room would have a punching bag and a radio in it. Yeah, pretty much. Excellent. <laughs> I think he's just he's just grabbing for things to, to compliment about the house. Mm-hmm. When he, he walks, he touches the steps. He goes, "Nice steps." Mm-hmm. Who compliments the steps? Right. Yeah. He, right. He's doing that thing, and I and I feel like this way too. Like I hate buying cars and houses, right? Because you don't know anything about it. And you're, mm-hmm. you're out of your depth unless you're like an expert, like a carpenter or something or a mechanic. So it's such a 
grueling experience, you don't want to stretch it out. You want it to be as done as soon as possible. So, yes. mm-hmm. and in his mind, and of course he doesn't have the, uh, the experience to be like, oh, let's be critical. Let's ask questions. Let's take our time. Let's, you know, look at other houses. Right. He's just like, this is cool. I'll take it. Nice yeah. Step. Nice spot for radio. Good kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> He's a simple man. He always was. And the funny thing about buying houses is that I'm, I'm no house expert by any means, but I do own a house. And when the first time I bought the house, I, you know, I didn't ask a lot of the questions you should ask. I didn't, whatever. But owning a house for like eight years, I know what to ask next time <laughs> my house. So the next house, I'm still not an expert, but I know what to ask next time because I, you see exactly what goes wrong and you want to make sure that, you know, next house doesn't have that, those problems. I bought a house where the roof was leaking. Yeah. That's a big question. Does yeah. the roof leak? <laughs> You'd think the home inspection would pick that up. Um, but he, you know, he continues complimenting the, the house and he says, nice kitchen. And Adrian agrees with him. Oh, yeah, it's a nice kitchen. But she's the one asking the right questions. Yes. Um, she asked the agent, what are the taxes per year? And the agent says 1500 a year. Mm-hmm. Does that seem like a lot to anyone else? Yeah. This That's house, some... Dave, is, is a thousand square feet. Mm-hmm. Seems like a lot. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And I, uh, the last house I owned was in Pennsylvania, in fact. It was about an hour north of Philly. And it was a large house. It's like five bedrooms with three acres or two and a half acres or something. Mm-hmm. And I think the taxes there were only about 1300 Wow. <laughs> wow. Because it was a small town, you know? Yeah. And it, basically the taxes went to the school district. Um, so, yeah, I this one shocked me. Well, first of all, like the mortgage – like they were, what is it? They can get sixteen thousand at nine and a half percent. Yeah, that seems well. The sixteen thousand, of course, is low, but it's you know nineteen seventy eight, nineteen eighty, whatever it is mm-hmm. in South Philly. So I don't, I don't know what houses cost then, but nine point five is a high interest rate. Like I would not, <laughs> I wouldn't buy a house at that. I was thinking that too. Well, I'll tell you two things. The first thing is that the taxes were fifteen hundred mm-hmm. on this house, right? Mm-hmm. In 2017, the taxes on this house were 1664, mm-hmm. according to Zillow. So the taxes only got went up a hundred dollars in, in 30 years. In 2012, they were 1593. I got that. Yes. In, so, so the taxes haven't. What did you do? 2008 in 2018, they were 2084. I think my thing doesn't go up that high. <clears throat> I stopped in 2017. I found it. The, the taxes on this house in 2018. Oh, uh, 18, maybe 17. No, 17 is right here. 16, 64. Uh, I couldn't have gotten a $400 in a year. <laughs> maybe. Well, it only went up 130 years. <laughs> well, 40 <coughs> years. I um I actually did. Uh, let me see. You got an estimate on the house? N- no, I didn't get an estimate. I, I, I did a little digging, and I found um, like the tax rate in Philadelphia in the 1975-1976 time mm-hmm. frame. The tax rate was 4.775% of the the real estate, like what, mm-hmm. what you bought the house for. So a $16,000 house, the taxes would have been $764 for that year. Mm-hmm. Um, or for a year. But do we know that the house was sixteen thousand? That's what they get the mortgage for. But yeah, we well like putting anything down. We, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say no. But you know, then again, I don't know. He still has some money left over from that thirty-seven grand. Yeah. Let me see something. I had more numbers. Oh, that's on the next page. Okay. 
yeah, so I'm thinking the taxes were more like $764 a year, but I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So, But Rocky knows a good deal when he sees one. Mm-hmm. And she's... But, sorry. But before you get to that, I'm sorry. We're talking about the mortgage rates, though. In 1976, where we are, what are we, January 1977? Mm-hmm. In January 1977, the average mortgage rate was 872 so 9% is right in line with there. Throughout the whole 70s, the mortgage rates went from 7 to 8 to 9. And then they skyrocketed up to their highest, which was 17% Jesus. in 1982. Wow. And then they've been on steady decline to where they are now. <laughs> which is? Which is, um, well, I got to scroll all the way down. It's a long, which is was 3.95 in December 2017. So they were that high back then. Yeah. That's a lot. Can you imagine paying 9% interest on your mortgage right now? No. <laughs> Holy Christ. That is outrageous. I didn't... That's... So Rocky's ready to buy the house now, and and Adrian is still just so very, very patient with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so she asks to have a, a little sidebar with Rocky. See you over here. Yeah, to which he says, um, I'm available. I got no appointments. <laughs> some more Rocky E's. Uh, but she says, Rocky, she, she's almost like scolding a child when she's like, Rocky, you're making this man's job very easy. Mm-hmm. But then she she gets into the bank and then he, he completely glazes over. <laughs> Do you notice that? Yeah, doesn't care about the, any of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Like Jay said, the uh, mortgage interest in 1976 was around 8 point. I, I found 8.81, but you said 8.7 something. It's all, it's all the same. So if they bought this house, ready ready for this um, asshole math, Dave? Go for it. <laughs> only kind of math there is. <laughs> if they bought this house for $16,000 with a 30-year mortgage, that equals $533 a year. Mm-hmm. Um, divided by 12 months is $44 a month. Plus interest, the uh, eight point or the nine point five percent interest would bring it to about forty eight dollars a month. Uh, the fifteen hundred dollars in taxes divided by twelve months is one hundred and twenty five a month. Plus forty eight dollars for their mortgage payment equals one hundred and seventy three dollar mortgage payment per month. I could do that. Mm-hmm. No wonder everyone bought houses forty years ago. Jeez. Jesus, if if a house costs sixteen thousand dollars and you're say only making, you know, eight thousand dollars a year at the local steel mill, I mean that's that's way more relative than what you make than what we make today and what houses cost. Is it? Yeah, I mean, say that's roughly half. You know, or you make roughly half of what the uh, what the house cost. Yeah, I guess so. In New Jersey. Let's just say our, our home price is about three hundred and fifty grand. I don't know anybody that makes one seventy five. Yeah, of course. I'm out here in California where the house price the <clears throat> I think the median house price is one point five mil or something. <laughs> so you only gotta bring in seven hundred and fifty. Sure. What's the problem? <laughs> oh That's man. Nothing. Are you in LA or No, I'm up near San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean yeah, so- the, the town I'm in is rather cheap, but the you know, San Francisco skews the <laughs> skews the average for everybody. I was actually poking around one day on on um like Realtor.com or Zillow, just you know, seeing what houses in other states cost. And I landed on San Francisco, and I was just I was mind boggled at how much everything is out there. 
yeah, uh, it's it's not it's not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to like I don't know the suburbs of Charlotte, North Carolina, <laughs> it's very affordable. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I wonder why that is. Yeah, (laughs) they're underwater right now. Oh yeah, that's right. There's that hurricane going on down there. I mean, at any minute, I could be out in the middle of the Pacific, but you know, it doesn't happen every year. (laughs) No, (laughs) you can't set your watch to it, right? So she, uh, so Adrian um, breaks down the the money thing to him, and he his response to it is that don't matter. Yes, it does. Sure does. So does the upstairs of the house. He's also he's also um, in the spot right now where he's kind of banking on this commercial deal that he's got coming up. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. He th- thinks that he's gonna have a steady flow of cash coming in, right? Right. Because that thirty-seven grand that he cleared from the fight isn't. I mean, he's already pissed most of it away. Yeah, but it's like a lot of people who are poor and suddenly come into a lot of money. They just expect it to last forever, right? Yeah, while they're giving money away to their friends and family and just buying outlandish crap. That's like the um, lottery winner principle. People yeah, There's a whole notoriously show about go broke within years after winning millions and millions of dollars in jackpots because mm-hmm. they don't know how to handle that much money. Mm-hmm. Who does? Yeah, they don't even go upstairs. It's just details. Just details. Half the house is just details? <laughs> I think you should go see the upstairs. Let's go upstairs. What is, uh, it's terrible up there. Is there a master bathroom? Do you have a walk-in closet? How many bedrooms is it? You don't even know what's up there. Hardwood floors? But I, I think uh, the thing about what we see here is that Adrian is clearly the grounded, the intelligent, grounded, reasonable one, and he's just out of his mind, just wanting to spend, spend, spend. Mm-hmm. They make a good match for each other. Just keeps things under wraps. Yeah, you have to balance each other out. Yeah, of course. If, you, if they were both like that, Jesus. What's funny is that in like every one of the movies, uh, she's always resisting him fighting whoever it is and then and then relents in the end. Yeah, she does. She does do that. <laughs> uh, I mean, me personally, that gets a little old by Rocky Four. <laughs> right. But she does the same thing. You know, she she fights with him about fighting, and then she relents in the end. And she lets him like, like she's doing the same thing now. Like she's you know like this what he's the way they're doing this is not the best real estate behavior. Like you should negotiate a little, walk away, come you know call mm-hmm. the guy back, you know stuff like that. Coming with a lower offer, like she starts to do that. Like we you know the more you know she starts to talk to him and bring him down and say, listen, you know this is not how we you know you're making this guy's job very easy, and but in the end she gives up. She doesn't even push it past that. Once he says, like, oh, that's all details. We don't even see the upstairs. She's like, are you okay? All right. Yeah. And that's it. Boom. By the house. Every step of the way. With the coat. She's like, no, this coat's fine. She ends up getting that the coat she's wearing now. The uh, the watch. She puts up a very minor fight with the watch. She ends up getting the watch. And she even suggests he buys one for himself, even though he can't tell time too good. But she gives up like she always does. And I love his last line, you know, when he tells the guy we're going to buy the house, you know, whatever, and We'll, we'll take the house, but it better not leak or else. <laughs> yeah, I love that because it's, it's kind of like uh, going back to his old uh, mob enforcer days. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, hey, this house leaks, you know, watch out for your kneecaps. <laughs> you can take the mob out of the guy, but you can't take the – nope, nope, that's incorrect. <laughs> you can't. T- you can take the guy out of the mob, but you can't take the mob there out of the go. guy. I wish I said that at the end of my book because my house did leak. Too, so <laughs> I, I wish I threw that in at the end. <laughs> I, I had go after, my I could go after, I could go after <laughs> Cindy Nelson and punch her in the face. 
What did I tell you about the leaking, lady? <laughs> uh, so Rocky now wants a private aside with his wife because, you know, mm-hmm. she wanted one before. So she excused them. So now he's got a, well, we, he completes it next inning, but he goes to tell the guy to scram. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the end of this minute. Yeah, it's pretty uh, lame minute. Yeah, not much going on except Rocky making a realtor's job very easy. Now, like all when when you see something like this, Dave, do your do your like uh, your sensibilities, you know, of knowing what you really should be doing in a situation like this, does it just like gnaw at that? Oh yeah, I mean, this it's it's completely ridiculous. I mean, I've I've been through the house buying process a couple times, and and yeah, I mean, it's. You do never, you never ever do that. You, 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 you look at the entire house, you inspect it, you go back and discuss it with your partner, you know, you, you send offers and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, this is just walking in and buying a house basically sight unseen is, is ridiculous. On the other hand though, like I was saying, I kind of feel, I I know what Rocky's feeling. Whenever I go buy a car, especially like a used car, I know I'm supposed to take it to a mechanic and have it inspected. I know I'm supposed to do it. It's like, I don't feel like doing all that. I just, the car looks good to me. I just want to buy it. You know? <laughs> yeah. All those extra steps. It's yeah. I got to coordinate, getting the car from the guy, taking it to the mechanic, taking some time off of work, you know? Yeah. It's, it's all um, like a matter of inconvenience that makes you, that, yeah. that makes you talk yourself out of it. Right. Yeah. Yep, everything I do is I talk myself out of a matter of inconvenience. <laughs> I think we all do. Yet somehow we're uh, 26 minutes into a second movie covering it minute by minute, and <laughs> we keep forging ahead. Uh, but that's all I have. That's all I have. Dave, anything else you want to say about this one? Uh, just that the, the guy playing the realtor, I don't know if you guys talk about him yet. Yeah, he was a very... Um, uh, I guess popular assistant director. Yeah, that's basically what I, I when I looked him up. It was just that oh, he's got you know twelve acting credits, but forty six AD credits, and I thought that was kind of interesting. He he did some. Hang on, I don't know if it was last minute or the minute before, but he did some. Uh, he's got some credentials behind him, doesn't he? Yeah. Where the hell is it? Jerry Maguire, almost famous. My three sons. Uh, yeah, Close Encounters, Apocalypse Now, mm-hmm. History of the World Part 1, Annie Scarface, Short Circuit, 80s favorite, Some Kind of Wonderful, Midnight Run, Say Anything, Singles, Jerry Maguire, yeah, Almost Famous. Yeah, that's yeah. some pretty good chops. Yeah, so when I watched this minute, I was like, oh, I totally recognize this guy, but I don't know where from. Now, his, because uh, he, he has like a few very small acting parts, is that where you recognize him from? Because yeah. you're, you're in the, you're, you work in the industry, right? I do, yeah. Uh, mostly, mostly corporate videos, but I have worked on a few movies and TV shows. So, so do you know him from like the production? No, not at all. Just, just from a couple of. I mean, I, like I said, I, <clears throat> I'm up in the Bay Area. I'm not in LA, so I, I haven't. Oh, okay. And I've only been doing it about eight years. So, uh, mm. my my claims to fame is I worked on the latest Terminator and, and the last two Ant Man movies. Hey, that's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> In addition to that, you have a little show called Airplane Minute. Are you going to change the name of the show? You know, that's funny. I don't know. I think we'll – I try to look to Star Wars Minute to see how they handled it. And they continued calling it Star Wars Minute, but, you know, on the feed. But then, like, in the episodes and stuff like that, they can call it the Empire Minute or whatever. So I think we'll, we'll probably do something like that where the feed will remain Airplane Minute, but we'll say, hey, this is Top Secret Minute or – you know, naked gun minute or whatever. 
So yeah, we're planning to go. We've done airplane. We're planning to go to Top Secret next in a few months. We will then move on to the Naked Gun series. Uh, we had intended to skip over uh, Kentucky Fried Movie and start with Airplane Minute and then maybe go back to it. But then there's some other uh, some other people have started doing Kentucky Fried Minute. So yeah, I heard more that. More power to them. And uh, hopefully I can uh, get on that show for a little bit. But um, yeah. And then I have another podcast called Sequel Harder where we look at uh, good movies and bad sequels. Uh, where we have in fact covered Rocky, and uh, we had we had my friend Dave Fox on there from the other some other podcasts in my uh, in the Neotaz network, and uh, he's sort of the biggest Rocky fan I know, and so you might want to get in touch with him because oh, he's, cool. he was a great guest on that. He knows everything about it. In fact, he didn't have to rewatch the movies again to do the episode. <laughs> he's seen okay. it so many times. All right, after we get off mic, I'll get I'll get his information. Yeah. But you, I mean, if people are wondering what uh, what connection Airplane and Top Secret and Naked Guns have with one another, it's the Zucker brothers. And, uh, Absolutely, yeah. And um, Abrams, right? Yep. Is the other? Jim, uh, David and Jerry Zucker and Jim Abrams. and uh, They did all those slapstick. Some of the those, funniest stuff of our childhood. Yeah, they, they recreated yeah. comedy. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, we're Rocky Minute pretty much on all your social media platforms. We have an email called... Uh, called we have an email that is rockyminute at gmail.com if you care to send us an email uh we have a listeners group on facebook called mighty mix and our episodes are released through our host website duelinggenre.com which has us as well as a ton of other great listening over there so load up your podcatcher with some good stuff and uh listen to it there's also you can go to amazon through the dueling genre website you go to duelinggenre.com slash amazon and any purchase you make on amazon it doesn't add more money to your order but it uh kicks back some money to dueling genre so uh, we can upgrade the system and everything because it keeps getting bogged down <laughs> uh so uh yeah if you're kind enough to do that we also have a uh a donate button on the website where you can uh, become a Patreon, su- Patreon subscriber and get a whole lot of weekend uh, weekend content and extra content involving most of the shows that, that are featured on Dueling Genre. So go and do that. Support us. And um, we'll be eternally grateful. So come back tomorrow where we're covering Minute 28 on the next Rocky Minute. What are we waiting for? Take this! We started the show with sexist behavior, and I just said I was going to punch my female realtor in the face. (laughs) Can we just start over again? (laughs) Throw this one in the trash.